Greetings. My name is Linda Talaferro, and this is the Being Brown at Work podcast. I help Black and Brown female professionals confidently and expertly navigate the corporate world so that they can reach new career heights and establish their seat at the table. So whether you're kicking off a new career, leaning in a new direction, or looking to climb the corporate ladder within your current job, I'm here to propel your career forward by giving you an insider's look at cultivating an executive mindset, creating leadership opportunities, establishing an executive presence, and more. So join me every week as I guide you towards becoming a leader in the corporate world and show you how to step into your true power and potential. Greetings, everyone. It is Being Brown at Work Live. Your girl, Linda. And you know, every Tuesday I say this, favorite time of the week. I absolutely love this time I spend online with these fabulous women. And, you know, I have another one. You know, I'm just so blessed. (laughs) I have various people that have either been introduced to me or I've met uh, throughout various parts of my conferences or things that I do for work or become part of my network. And this fabulous young woman that you see right now, I was blessed to get introduced to, and she's going to talk to us about the tech space. And when I read her bio, you'll completely understand what I mean. Absolutely fabulous. Brianna McCullough is an authoritative force conquering dynamic duality as an infrastructure program manager at Google and founder of the lifestyle empowerment brand, Brie Limitus. In her daily mission to diversify the engineering industry, the innovation leader and Detroit, Michigan native resiliently shares her voice and vision for inclusivity across STEM fields, simultaneously serving youth and fellow millennials with mentorship and enthusiastic encouragement to live life without limits. Brianna's dedicated discipline and knowledge has led her to captivate audiences at Google Developers Fest, Ernst & Young, Afrotech, and so many more. See, that's why I had to have her on the show. Her engineering milestones earned her the Minnesota Pioneer Women in Tech Award in 2017. She's the graduate of Michigan State and a current MBA candidate at the University of Southern California. Yes, USC. Yes. As you can see, she got her USC colors off right now. I do. Yes. Brianna, Brianna, welcome to Being Brown at Work Live. Thank you so much, Linda, for having me. I'm so excited to be here, so excited to share any wisdom, knowledge, um, any consideration I can, Uh, and I'm just thankful. Like, I'm so excited to be here. I love my brown girls. Obviously, I'm a brown girl. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely, and we're, you know, fellow brown girls in STEM, right? And Mm -hmm. so, you know, what you and I talked about when we had our discovery call before this live is the need for more of us to talk about what's possible in the STEM field for black and brown girls. So do you want me to call you Brie or Brianna? Which one do you Brie. Most people refer to me as Brie. Excellent. So Brie, what led you into the STEM field? 
Oh, I love telling this story because I feel like it gives a lot of hope to other people seeking to get to where I am. So I always started off as I stumbled into this field, right? Like, I feel like I grew up very curious. I've always been a super curious person. Um, You can ask anybody, like I'm always asking a ton of questions. And so when I went to college, I majored in human biology. I wanted to be a doctor. So yes, like, so I've always knew STEM was it. So just to preface it with that, but I thought I'd be on the other side of it. I thought I'd be doing the medical school thing. And at this point in time, I would be a resident by now if I had stuck with it. But I did an internship at that time uh, in Washington, D.C. at Georgetown Lombardi Cancer Center. And they're one of the only cancer systems with a focus on pancreatic cancer, which is one of the most deadly cancers you can have. So I got Mm -hmm. admitted to that program and it was an extremely prestigious program. And during my time there, I I had reoccurring thoughts of like, is this really something, you know, I want to do with the rest of my Mm -hmm. life? That's why I always tell people, internships tell you one of two things. They either tell you what you don't want to do or they tell you what you do want to do. Absolutely. They are valuable no matter. And that's the that's the fun of interning is that after three months or whatever the time period is, you get a choice to say, "Eh, I love this or this is not for me. And so when I was at that internship, I was more curious. So they they were building cyberknife radiation at the time, which is one of the more aggressive treatments for pancreatic cancer. And at the time, I was more interested in what the engineers were doing. Then the patient analysis and lab work, which is what we were focused on. Um, And that to me, I always tell people to um, focus on how you feel in given moments. Focus on the things that capture your attention because they usually lead you into that career mindset. And I got back home from Washington, D.C. And right after that, I changed my major to computer science. Oh, wow. And look at you today. I Look at know. you today. <laughs> yes, in the tech industry, doing your thing and yes. letting letting other uh, black and brown girls know it's possible. So, so Brianna, you know, Bree, excuse me. Um, you know, as we look into the tech industry as a whole, I mean, there's, and, and, and it's not special to the industry. Let's just make that clear. Mm-hmm. You know, there's not as much representation of us across various industries, but in particular, the tech field seems to be even more less representation. We all know what's possible in our careers, and, and it's a lot of it is believing in yourself. But from your experience as a young person, now you've been in it for a number of years, is there something that in particular stands out to you that you would say right now to a to a young black or brown girl that's either in school or maybe just starting their career and they're saying, you know what? Wow, I don't think I can do that tech industry thing. I don't think I can do it. Is there something that you would say to them that says, yeah, 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 you can. Oh, that's a great question. I love that. Um, I, I love that for a lot of reasons. One is because we are conditioned as women to believe in, in Black women specifically that we can't do hard things, right? So yes. I would say one of the most important things to understand is that you can do hard things. So what we need to ask ourselves, are we saying that we don't want to do this anymore because it's hard? Right. Because I'm at that point in my MBA program where I'm like, this is a lot of work. I'm working full time. Like I have a lot going on, you know, and my job is demanding. And so I've had to step back even now and ask myself, like, am I saying Mm. that because I don't want an MBA, which is not true. 
because mm-hmm. I worked very hard. And, and that's not true. I, I'm saying that because things have gotten hard. Yes. Um, and, and I think the one of the biggest things that I encourage young black and brown women to ask themselves is, is this hard for me? Is that why I'm straying away? Or am I not passionate about it anymore? And that's mm. right. Like, yes. it's again, understanding what you do and do not like is super important. But having tenacity is also just as important. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Brie. Absolutely. And I share that. I mean, I know. And that's the thing. A lot of times we as women and we as black and brown women won't raise our hand if we think we're, we're not one. No, not even 100 percent. 200%, 500% prepared and ready to be perfect, because that's another issue we have, mm-hmm. to be perfect in that role. Mm-hmm. We also, I think, to your point, really stray away from challenging ourselves, stretching ourselves, right? I mean, I know when I got my mechanical engineering degree years and years ago at Carnegie Mellon, there were not... I mean, I think it might have been less than 2% of Black people on that campus, you know, and it could have been easy for me and some of my other fellow classmates to say, wow, this is hard, you know, so the STEM thing may not be for me. This technical field may not be for me. And to your point, is that the real answer or is it, hey, build that resilience, which is what I loved about your bio, how you resiliently share your voice, Mm -hmm. build that resilience, that tenacity to do what's difficult because nine times out of 10, you can. It's believing in yourself, right? It's totally believing in yourself. And, And share a little bit more because I don't think there's a nuance around the tech industry per se. Mm-hmm. Do you think that there's any special nuances around that that excludes us? I don't feel like there are nuances. I wouldn't say that, but I will say that there is a significant so tech involves like computer science. When you think of college computer science, it involves what? Science, math, lots of math, logic, lots of computer science, algorithms and things like that. And what are the classes if you can back in college that that people were just like, oh, I, you know, you're skipping or you don't want to go or that's avoided. Like, what are the classes that you avoided when you were in college? Science, math, any kind of like, you know, Anything that involved, you know, STEM, people were trying to avoid. Like they didn't mm-hmm. want that on their schedules. Yeah. They were choosing majors that didn't involve, you know, like there's a base level, you know, your prerequisites that you have. Sure, to sure, sure. But after that, people were straying away from STEM simply That's because true. they were just like, oh, statistics, this is going to be hard. And I want to be honest, like I failed statistics twice in college. Okay. I had to take it for a third time and it's wow. yeah. in college. Um, that I failed and it, and not only did I fail it once, but I failed it twice. Mm-hmm. And so thinking about that, I could have easily been like, okay, this is not for me. I don't get it. Yeah. And I'm reading, you know what now, Linda, I'm in statistics <laughs> again. <laughs> in my, in my I just, you know, it, it, we can't stray away from challenges. We cannot, we cannot. Because That's they're right. going to present themselves in our lives. They- Yes, absolutely. And I'm so glad you shared that because that's one thing you could have taken. And I talk about this often. You could have taken that failure because, girl, my issue was thermodynamics. How about that? That was okay. And and I can remember it. And I've been out of school for over 30 years. So I can, my issue was thermo. And you, you could have taken that failure and decided that your career, 
your long-term aspirations of being in the tech field was just not possible for you. Rather than learning from that and, and growing, and even Esperanza here that's listening to us, she says, thank you for sharing your honest experience. Because yeah. that, I mean, that's real. But look how much you've grown and probably built on that, which is why you're at USC today and working at Google. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, seriously, you've built that muscle for you to be able to challenge yourself with this, I don't know how you do it, crazy schedule. And I'm sure you're performing very, very well. And and, I, and that's what that's what I think, you know, we as women need to need to really allow ourselves, really need to claim for ourselves. Right. Yes. So being yeah. honest, um, as to Esperanza's point, like it's what we need to hear because usually we wait until we succeeded. Like I would have told this story after I got out of my MBA program, right? Like I struggled the entire way through. Like it was, it, I had a hard time, whatever, but it's just like, sometimes you need to hear, hey, I'm in the trenches right now. Like I'm having a hard time right now. Yes. Like, and we need that so that we can build that camaraderie so that other people feel comfortable enough to say, I'm having a hard time. Yes. And that's okay. Oh my gosh, Brie, I love that so much because it is okay. Yes. And, and there's so much growth out of the struggle and to know that you're not alone and that there's no such thing as only doing this thing, the STEM career in a perfect fashion. You yes. may fail last. You may make a, st- a statistical mistake yes. on some data that you're presenting. That's going to happen. Absolutely. It's going to and happen. And as my mom would say, you won't be the first and you won't be the last. <laughs> exactly. And it won't fully define you. Yeah. Right. It doesn't have to define you. It doesn't have to write your story. So, Bree, why don't you share with me? Because this, I love this when we talked in a discovery call. Your belief that truly setting yourself apart for the tech space is around traditional education. Share your thoughts on that. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, we started off the conversation in about boot camps, right? And I and I want to be very clear when I say I think boot camps are a great way to break into tech, right? They are a great way to get into the technology space. They're a great way to learn. They're a great way to build. And one of the first questions I ask people are, what do you want to build, right? Like when you want to get into tech, it's not about what language to learn. It's not about when people ask me those questions, I always come back and say, what is it that you want to build? What is the problem Mm. you are trying to solve? Ah. And then I can tell you what avenue you should take. But I think that somewhere in the mix, we have gotten um, the impression that boot camps are a substitute for traditional education. Mm. And I want to be clear when I say that might be the case for the others, but for Black and Brown women and people in general today, that is not the case. And going Mm. to a, trying to substitute a boot camp For traditional education, well, one, it'll limit your ability to grow, right? Because you're learning such a specialized skill, right? You're learning how to use Python or you're learning how to use JavaScript or all these languages to traditionally take up a software engineering role. Where do you, what if you decide you don't like that? What if you, yes. Then what? Can you go into a product with, with a bootcamp? Probably not. Can you go on a program? I'm sure there are people who have done it and who will defy the odds, but there's always edge cases. You learn that in engineering. There's edge cases for everything. Sure. 
But when you're talking about climbing the, the corporate ladder, when you're talking about being able to have the autonomy to move mm-hmm. around in corporate America, that traditional education matters. And a lot of people, even with bachelor's degrees, a lot of the time get stuck in middle management. They usually have to go yes. back to get stuck in middle management and get a second degree, right? So it's like, I really encourage people to evaluate, like, is software engineering going to be your end-all be-all? Go to go into a boot camp, right? But are you going to take that boot camp and then get into an organization that'll pay for you to go back to school? Yes. And are you going to go back to school and try to figure it out? Yes, you yeah. should. You know, so it it is an avenue, but it's not the only avenue and it should not be the only consideration, especially for us, because a lot of the time we get stuck on the floor. I know more people in entry level positions of color than I than anything. Like, I don't know a ton of people in senior level. I don't know. And and I think a lot and that has nothing because some of these people do have traditional. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But a lot of the time it comes down to the fact that. We are not as all the time as educated. We're not as, you know, it's already hard for us, even when we yes. are educated. Yes. So exactly. doing exactly. a 12-week boot camp is not never going to replace traditional ev- education. It's never going to replace traditional education. Oh, my gosh. To me, see, that's in, that's wisdom in itself. Because I've heard other people making that statement, oh, I'll just go do this boot camp for X amount of time. Oh, I'll just go do this quick, quick, quick whatever. Quick. Yes, this quick fix or this quick study, or I'll go do this. And then I'm sure that's going to get me into the to the Facebooks of the world or the Microsofts of the world or, you know, whatever it is. And then I'm just going to grow from there. Uh, when reality is traditional education, it's such, such a, I mean, what you said a few minutes ago, and I should have stopped you when you said it, when you talked about the fact that traditional education allows you to grow, allows you to make sure that you can move and be transient and have flexibility. Autonomy. It gives you autonomy. That's the word. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the word. That's the word. It was beautiful when you said, because it does. And there's power in autonomy, right? There's so much power in autonomy that traditional education can give you and make sure that you're rooted and completely prepared to be successful in this space. And of course, you got to show up and perform. I mean, that's, you know, that, that's with anything else. But in that, you know, like you said, uh, to be able to get into a company, perform, and then they pay for your higher education beyond. That's what happened with me. That's how I got my MBA. Similar mm-hmm. to you. I had yeah. a company that's, you know, I performed, they saw something in me and they paid for that so that I would be prepared to grow. That, that's invaluable valuable experience and knowledge that you're sharing, Brie. And I'm so glad I had you on because there's so many young people. I mean, tech is sexy, right? And so there's right, right now, it's so sexy. It is the big thing popping right now. It's big thing popping and everybody wants to get in the tech industry. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, they're trying to do it the quick and easy fix way and then get frustrated when they don't see any movement, traction or longevity. I know people who have undergrad degrees and decided to go back to a boot camp and, and went, right? And then they have a full-time job already. They have their undergrad and went and and literally were just like, I, I can't wait to, like, I hate this. I can't wait till it's over. I've already wow. come to it. 
and and decided to drop like it is just i think because it's so sexy and i think the mm-hmm. sexiest part of it honestly right is the money the compensation that yeah. you receive that's that's what people are after but i don't know if people understand that there are so many other things that you can do and and make money and do like you don't have to be like tie yourself to that and we want yeah. you come please go <laughs> to the but like i would yeah. never never limit someone to the tech industry for money because there the reality is there are so many other industries it might be a little sure. bit harder but there are so many other industries where you can make a lot of money and, and your point i think is so valid brie because you, you've got i think i've always been the person that i do what i love you said that mm-hmm. earlier Right. You do what you love, what your what passion, what drives you, the money comes. But if you go just for the money, I don't know if there's a, a lot of longevity in that. You know, somebody might be listening and saying, yeah, Linda, OK, whatever. As I go to the bank for these five years, I'll, mm-hmm. you know, but I mean, that's their individual choice. But I hear what you're saying. You've got to love what you do day in and day out because the industry, at least from a distance, is no joke. So it's mm-hmm. not like it's an easy industry to work in. And you're just going to collect all the coins and because it's super easy. So you got to be committed. You got to love it. Right. And I and I will also say that I will never forfeit. Like, I know what it is like growing up in hard times and, and needing to get off to college, needing to do something quick to make money. Right. Like and not wanting to wait. But what I'm saying is, is that when you get there and you get, you know, you make your go to the boot camp, whatever. Don't forget to go back. Right. Yeah. And get that traditional get education. Get that degree. Forget, yes. Please never forfeit yourself the right to education because it, it is the one thing that people cannot take away from. Oh you. my gosh, Brie. Okay. Can you say that one more time? <laughs> never Seriously. forfeit yourself the right to a traditional education because yeah. it is the one thing people cannot take away from you. It is the one thing. It yeah. is the one thing. That sounds old school, I know, to some people, but it is so real. Mm-hmm. There's an old school about it. It's real. Bree, this has been phenomenal. We're about to wrap up our time here. Is there anything? I mean, I can't even I can't even express how much I appreciate you taking time out of your extremely busy schedule in the middle of your afternoon because you're on the West Coast <laughs> in, 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 yeah, and sharing because you'll hang up here and go back to work and probably yeah. go back to the class and everything else. But I'd love to give you some time as we wrap this session. You know, is there any other parting words that you want to share with maybe some others that are like you, you know, been in the tech industry, young, they, they've got their career going, they're trying to understand how do they get that next level of the rung on the ladder, or they're listening to you and they're in undergrad or grad school, and they want to be successful, they just don't want to take a misstep. Anything you want to share? Uh, there are two things I want to share, right? And I can't even remember. Uh, she is over. She's a black woman. She's over black backstage capital. Um, she's a VC, but ah. she says a quote that sticks with me to this day. It says, "Be who you are, so that the people looking for you can find you." And that that is that is one, right? Like through this life, like in career, in life in general, make sure that you are staying true to who you are and what you value, so that the opportunities that are looking for you, the people that are looking for you, the things that are looking for you can find you. Um, And and another thing I will say is that hard work and tenacity do pay off in the end. It may seem Mm -hmm. hard. It's hard for me. Like it's still hard for me, but I think 
understanding when your time is up is just as valuable. I think Drake has a favorite quote and he says, as soon as I'm done having fun with it, I'll be done with it. And Uh. as soon as I'm done, like as soon as I feel like, all right, this is the end of the road for me, I'm going to move on and do something else. And I encourage everyone to have the same uh, mindset, like do what makes you happy. And when that thing no longer makes you happy, do not be afraid to pivot into what does. Oh my gosh. Yeah, two beautiful things. I have nothing else to say. <laughs> Both of those. Both of those. That quote you shared in that. Bree, thank you so much. It has been an honor to have you on Being Brown at Work Live. And if you're listening to this on the replay, we'd love to hear comments, what your thoughts were, what Bree shared. If you're in the tech space and you did the boot camp thing, share your experiences and your thoughts around traditional education as well. We just have to be intentional, like Brie has been, to really bridge the division and the gap and to drive inclusivity in every every industry that's out there. But you guys know me. You know me very well. I always say we own that, right? So, And what Brie is sharing is we have to be properly prepared, and then we show up and be the person that somebody's looking for because they'll find us. Girl, I love that quote. Find us. Yes, I love it. Take care, Brie. It was a pleasure. Thank you for having me on. This was so much fun. Thank you, everyone. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, I have so much more to offer you. Book a complimentary call with me at lindatalaferro.com slash free consultation so you can start unapologetically achieving your own professional goals as a woman of color and establish a presence as more than just an employee. Let's go deeper, reach your professional goals, and apply this life-changing work to your career and beyond so you can rock your corporate game and get that seat at the table.